God is more willing to give than you are to ask. I want you to think about that statement. God is more willing to give than you are to ask. Scripture reminds us that every gift that we have comes from above. It's from God, who is the Father of light, with whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. The world may change on you, but God will never change. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And He says in His Word that He desires to give good gifts to His children. How many of you believe this morning that, that God answers prayer? You believe that? You believe God answers prayer? What is it that you're not praying about that you need an answer to? See, a couple of weeks ago when we studied Matthew, we talked about the danger of unbelief, but I, I think the other side of this is the power of belief. You know, most of us are going to cast a ballot here in a couple of weeks toward an election. Maybe we're going to go and, and, and work at a job and do our part to make the world a better place. You know, there are certain things that you can do, and the devil looks at that and says, go on. But when you get on your knees, and you begin to call out to the King of kings and the Lord of lords and the God who created all things that is, the Bible says that the devil and all his demons tremble. Mary, Queen of Scots, who had all the armies of England against her, was said to fear more the prayers of John Knox than the armies. Prayer is the most powerful weapon in our arsenal, and yet how often we fail to believe God. And Jesus spells this out to us very well in Matthew chapter 7 and verse 7. He just gives us a blank check, as it were, with prayer. Look at what he says beginning in verse 7 of Matthew chapter 7. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives and the one who seeks finds and the one who knocks it will be opened. Or which one of you, if his son asks him for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent? If you then who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask Him? Listen to what Psalm 84.11 says, For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does He withhold from those who walk uprightly. So wherever you are in life, you need to understand this, that if you're following God in obedience to His will, He will not withhold any good thing from you. You say, well, I'm struggling to pay my bills. God will not withhold. And you say, I wonder where I am in life. Will I ever find a person to be with? God will not withhold. Whatever your burden, whatever you bear, God says He will not withhold good from you. I'm convinced there's a couple of reasons why we don't pray. One, we're often very easily distracted. We have so much going on. But I think very often when the problem isn't as intense as maybe what it once was for us, we think subconsciously, maybe not out loud, we think that we can handle the problem on our own and we don't need God. 
Listen, anything in your life that you don't pray about, you are indicating that you don't need God's help on it. And you say, well, I don't intend that at all. It doesn't matter. He says to pray without ceasing. I think maybe a larger reason, though, why we don't pray is because we're afraid our prayers won't get answered in the way that we want them to be answered. I think because we're afraid that we'll be hurt. But one of the things we have to understand is that in calling out to God, prayer doesn't simply change our circumstances. Prayer changes us. Prayer makes us dependent on God. And James will more clearly spell this out, echoing the words of God, and he says it very bluntly, you have not because you ask not. Now you think about that. Jesus says in John that if my words abide in if your words abide, he says, if my words abide in you and you abide in me, you will ask what you will, according to the Father's will, and it will be given to you. But you have not because you ask not. And then James goes on to say, when you do ask, you don't ask with the right motive, and when you do ask, you ask for the wrong things. This great power this universal power freely available to anyone in this world. So neglected. And I want you to see this continual pattern here. You remember Jesus says earlier, give us this day our daily bread? People living in that day very often didn't know what they were going to get at the end of the day, what they were going to eat, and so they had to pray daily for God to provide. He says in this same way, ask and keep on asking. Seek and keep on seeking. Knock and keep on knocking. Because if you ask, you'll receive. If you seek, you'll find. If you knock, the door will be opened. I just wonder whether or not we really believe that. Because in the world in which we live, it can be very easy to become discouraged. I don't know very many people that are encouraged about the election season right now. Maybe that's an understatement. Times are difficult for many churches today, and our church is not exempt from that. We have challenges that we have to face. But in the middle of all that, you cannot forget that the God of this universe desires to answer your prayer more than you desire to ask it. I want you to think about this. Ladies, have you had this experience? Guys have a hard time kind of understanding, you know, when, when, when you say something, we just have a hard time writing that down. And so when you ask for something for your birthday or for something for Christmas and you hint at that and then your significant other goes and, and gets you the wrong thing and you basically have to spell it out in order to, to get what you want, the Bible says God is not like that at all. It says He knows what you need before you even ask of it. You don't have to remind Him about it. He knows. You don't have to throw hints at him. All you have to do is ask. I just wonder, what is it that you're not asking God for today? What exactly is it that you're asking? See, Jesus is preaching this Sermon on the Mount, which is impossible to accomplish in our own strength. Who in the world lets your light shine so that men will praise God apart from his help? How can you do that without the Spirit of God? How can I keep from condemning others when I judge? How can I maintain purity of heart in the midst of a crooked and perverse 
world. Listen to how one commentator puts it. Jesus forbids anger and lust. He commands that we keep our every word, that we give freely to those who would borrow. He prohibits worrying and forbids boasting. You can't worry, you can't brag. And then he says, be perfect even as your heavenly Father is perfect. Good luck with this one. (laughs) But he doesn't leave us helpless or hopeless. In fact, he promises us help throughout his message because he says that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. And he says, when you seek the kingdom first, all these things will be added unto you. God is more willing to give than you are to ask. And when you begin to seek his face, and when you begin to depend on the power of His Spirit and the power of prayer, incidentally, I think the two things, this is debatable, but I think the two things that are most neglected in the church of God today is an adequate understanding of the work of God's Spirit and a lack of understanding about the power of prayer. So when you begin to be indwelled by the Spirit of God, begin to be obedient to His will, and you begin to seek Him with all of your heart, He says He will give you those desires. But the thing is, when you begin to seek Him with all your heart, the desires that you used to have are going to change. You don't want the things that you used to want anymore. I think of some of the audacious prayers that are written in the Bible. You think about some of the prayers that are out there. The prayer of Elisha as he receives the mantle from Elijah. Elijah, that great prophet of God who had shook his finger in the face of the wicked king and queen of Israel, who had called down fire from heaven so that the God of the universe would be glorified. And Elisha says, I want a double portion of what you got. I want your ministry supersized. It sounds like a very arrogant thing to ask, doesn't it? God grants it. I think of Solomon when he takes over for his father David and the Lord says, Solomon, ask whatever you want and I'll give it to you. Solomon could have asked for a number of things. He says, Lord, just give me wisdom to lead your people. God says, because you've asked of this, I will give you so much more. What are you afraid to ask God for today? Do you need some wisdom to make life decisions? Do you feel like there's a lack of wisdom in your life every day? Are you confronted with things that you don't know the answer to? I don't know about you, that's the case for me. James says, if any of you lack wisdom, ask of God and He will give it to you. You just got to ask. What are we asking God for? He tells us we need to ask Him for forgiveness of sins. We need to ask Him for strength to grow in holiness. You have not because you ask not. See, I think a big problem that we have is the God who worked all these miracles back then, we think He's disconnected from today. But the God of the Old Testament is just as real as the God of the New Testament, and the God who works in strength and power is just as visible today as He ever was. You just have to open your eyes, open your ears, open your hearts to see Him work. Look at what He says here. He doesn't say, not maybe you'll receive, maybe you'll find, maybe the door will be opened. Instead, He says, it will. What are you failing to ask God for? 
I don't know about you, the circumstance may be different in your life, but I can pretty much count a successful and an unsuccessful day based on one factor. It doesn't mean that circumstances are always easy. It doesn't mean things go our way. We know that it doesn't. But I'm telling you, at the end of every day, I can determine whether or not I've had a good day in the Lord by whether or not I've spent time with God in prayer. Every single time. And he says this attitude of prayer ought to be this open channel between you and the Lord. It doesn't mean that you're praying for hours on end, but that you have an attitude and a spirit of prayer. So if you're going to work today, Lord, help my work. If you've got an important meeting, Lord, bless this meeting. If your child is participating in something, Lord, bless my children. Help them to grow into you. So that when you begin to do that, you begin to have this attitude of prayer for everything in life. I'm telling you, you want to see God work? Get on your knees. Because He promises that He will, that when we seek Him, we will find Him and discover what it is that we should desire. So He says, seek wisdom with all your heart. Get understanding. Those who seek Me will find Me when you have sought Me with everything that you've got. i just got to tell you, we look at the world today, we know that believers are not as evident, not as visible as they once were. We know that religious persecution is coming, even in our own country, and so there will be most likely fewer and fewer people who claim the name of Christ. But I tell you what, give me ten people who believe in the power of prayer over millions who are half-hearted about it. Because those ten people will turn the world upside down. This power of prayer that is so often neglected, this willingness to do whatever He asked me to do, a willingness to follow Him regardless of the consequences. And the only qualifier here, the only qualifier, is that you pray according to His will. And when you pray according to His will, He will bless you. I want you to think about this. Jesus, the God of the universe, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, in the three years of his public ministry, so often goes out late into the night, early in the morning, and spends time alone with God in prayer. I tell you what, if Jesus needed to pray, how much more do you and I need to pray? See, prayer is meant to make our focus and our dependence and our attitude submissive to God. But I think we're scared to pray. Some of you have prayed and asked God for these great things, and you've just stopped praying it because you're worried that maybe God doesn't hear that prayer. You pray for your kids over and over, and it doesn't seem like they're living for God, so maybe that's not working, and I'll just give up because it hurts too much to pray. You give up when God wants you to depend on Him even more. Some of you today, you know, you're, you, you, you fight all the time with your spouse and you're just praying, Lord, just help me to get through the day and get along with this person. You forget that you, that you need Him each moment of every day and you, you, you stop praying that. Maybe you're praying for some financial need. Maybe somebody's sick in your family and, and you just want to ask God for help. Asking anything according to His will. I don't know about you, but I'd imagine nobody in this room gets their children coal for Christmas. That used to be the saying, you know, if you, got, if you did something bad, you'd get coal instead of whatever you'd asked for. I doubt that anybody does that unless it's a joke. 
But does anybody in this room, when your kids ask for something to eat, do you give them a stone? <laughs> they say, Dad, I'd like some fish. Do you go out and give them a snake? No, you don't do that. And he says, if you, being evil, that is all of us being fallen, being sinners, if you know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more does your heavenly Father know how to give good gifts to those who ask? And you don't have because you don't ask. I'm convinced that much of the reason why we don't see God working in the way that we would like Him to is because one, we don't have our eyes open, but two, we don't ask. For what are you failing to ask God? I like what one pastor says, and I want to read this to you. He says, if we follow the pattern of Scripture, we will pray for God's material provision and for His spiritual gifts with an emphasis on the latter. Listen to this. It is tempting for pastors to pray about buildings and budgets, but it would be better for us to pray for the spiritual life of our churches. Christian leaders might pray for their local church like this, that those who seek Christ will find Him here, that the weary and lonely will find a welcome and a home, and that if we grow, we will still welcome and disciple people one by one. We should pray that all will grow in knowledge and in obedience to God, that all will engage the culture, and that every teacher, lawyer, and businessman or woman will strive to serve God and neighbor at work. When things go wrong in the church, we should pray that we will trust one another and think the best of each other, preferring to think that an offense is inadvertent and not malicious. We can pray that we will not probe old wounds and pick at the scabs that cover cuts from long ago so that God can heal us and dark days may recede. God hears such prayers. He knows how to give good gifts to His church. Brothers and sisters, I plead with you this morning for the sake of Christ. Believe God. Take Him at His Word. What is it that you're neglecting to pray about? Do you struggle with the same temptation over and over again? Goodness, I know I do. He says, pray the prayer of Christ. Lead me not into temptation, but deliver me from evil. Do you suffer with distraction when you pray? Does your mind wander over and over again? Nobody else has that problem. You know that, right? <laughs> we all do. Pray from the Psalms. Lord, thank You that You're my shepherd. Thank you that you're my light and my salvation. Thank you that you are my fortress and you are my stronghold. Start with Scripture. Pray it back to God. I encourage you to keep a prayer journal, even a small thing. Some of you say, well, I don't want to write a book. I'm not asking you to do that. Write down prayer requests and answered prayer because when you go back and look at the prayers that God has answered, it is an encouragement to you. Some of you are here today, you didn't even know if you'd be here a couple of years ago. Look at the prayers that God has answered in your life. <laughs> Look at what He's done. And He calls on us to pray, not as people who are rubbing a magic lamp and hoping for our wishes to be fulfilled, but as a God who knows everything about us, the good and the bad and the ugly, and loves us anyway and desires good gifts for His children, God is more willing to give than you are to ask.
And so He calls you to ask, to seek, to knock, and to find the door open. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to the broadcast. If you found it helpful, please consider sharing it with your family and friends. For more information, check us out online at barryefields.com.